Hi, today is September 12th, 2023. Thank you so very much for tuning in to my ministry titled Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today's song recommendation is Egypt by Corey Asbury. As always, I hope that you look up the song with lyrics and sing directly to God's ears. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Genesis, chapter 15. We are continuing reading one chapter at a time. I will incorporate into today's message from Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, and Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 9. I'm also going to read a couple of verses in chapter 12 of Genesis, and one verse from Genesis 17, verse 4. This chapter is titled, Abram Promised a Son. And it's, when we read chapter 14, Abram has just um, fought and won a battle against a few evil kings. And so, and what prompted that was he wanted to rescue his nephew, Lot. I hope that you go back and listen to chapter 14 to get the rest of that message. And so, as chapter 15 begins... Abram starts out in a fearful and depressed state of mind. He's fearful probably because he thinks that there will be some retaliation from the kings that he just was in battle with. And he's fearful. He has uh, some doubt has set in and he is weak in his faith. So he has a conversation, well I should say God has a conversation with Abram. And so let's get started reading the chapter. I also want to say, sorry, I also want to say that it's always a good idea to place yourself at the scene of what's going on. Not only here the Word of God because the Word of God is a living word so it is alive today so if we can just mentally place ourselves physically place ourselves there to not only hear God and Abraham's, Abraham's conversation but also to witness it as though we are there watching and hearing God's story because this is what it is. This is how we grow in our walk with God, our faith with God, our intimacy with God, by reading and, and listening to his word and to his story. And again, this is how we grow intimate with him. Okay, now we will get started. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Abram said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me, since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body 
he shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. He said, O Lord God, how may I know that I will possess it? So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two, and laid each half opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds. The birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation they will return here, for the inequity of the Amorite is not yet complete. It came about when the sun had set that it was very dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your descendants I have given this land, from the river Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenite and the Kenizzite and the Kadmonite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Rephaim, and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Girgashite and the Jebusite. Pause. A lot going on in this chapter. Abram is, I mentioned earlier, he is afraid. He just come out of a, of a battle. And I'm sure that was a very scary experience, although he knew God was with him and God helped him win over, win that battle and bring his nephew Lot out of there. But he is afraid, and God starts out by saying, Don't be afraid, Abram. He shows him in a vision, Do not be afraid, do not fear, I am a shield to you. And then he tells him this, and I just love it, that Abram's reward shall be very great. Not just great, but very great. And of course, Abram this point Abram is in a spiritual depression fear has set in doubt has set in his faith is weak 
but God says that he he has promised him an heir and that heir is going to come forth from Abram's body later on we'll get into that the continuation where he, God gives him the promised son Isaac but in chapter 12 verses 2 and 3 this is why uh, Abram is he's getting impatient this is because God has he promised him clear back in chapter 12 verse beginning at verse 2 let me read it here and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and so you shall be a blessing I'm just going to pause there at verse 2 so he's promised him there that he's going to give him heir he's not only an heir but he was he's going to make him a great nation so in 15 he's like okay he's wanting a little bit of proof because god has told him once but he still has, doesn't have a child so god tells him yes you you shall have an heir and one that will come forth from your own body and i find this interesting in verse 5 that he took he he took him outside and said now look toward the heavens and count the stars Later on in the chapter, he starts saying the sun was going down, and then later on it got really dark. So, but when he takes Abram outside to show him the stars, generally you can't see the stars before the sun goes down. So, God, in this verse, I believe this is a, a, a miracle that Abram was seeing in the daylight the stars. But to go off on a side note, when I go hunting with my husband, the sky, of course it's dark, the sky is filled with so many stars, there's no way I could ever count them. It's so beautiful and so clear. But when I'm at home, when it's dark, I can hardly see any stars because, well, we just can't when we live in a city. So this in itself i believe is a miraculous act where, where when god takes abram outside it's still daylight and the, but there's the beauty of the sky is lit up with so many stars and he asks him this well he says this is how many descendants you're going to have you can't even count them this is why the the spirit the the air that's promised here is carnal it's of Abraham's seed in the flesh when Isaac comes forth from this is the promise Isaac now when God says count the stars and he says if you can even count them that's how many descendants you're going to have this is a spirit we are spiritual seed of Abraham those that believe in the promise the seed of the promise Jesus we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith we must believe and have faith in Jesus in order to be a spiritual descendant of Abraham it's not in the carnal it's not in the flesh those born from Abram Isaac Jacob and so on and so forth if one if one person in or anybody in that bunch 
believes and has faith in Jesus Christ the Son, they are saved. It's any that this promise is to all that are saved through faith in Jesus Christ the Son. So let's go over to Romans really quick. In Romans 9, verses 6 through 9, it says this, But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abram's descendants. But through Isaac your descendants will be named. That is, not, that is it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. Pause. Now, it mentions here Israel, and Israel hasn't been born. I don't know if you, you're familiar with the Bible, what God says. God, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob later on gets named Israel, and then Israel has the the twelve tribes that it's referring to here. But it's clear when Jesus now Jesus has now been born, so the promise, the pro, the blood uh, sacrifice has been fulfilled when Jesus was crucified on the cross, and that blood is how we are saved in faith in Jesus Christ. So it is, it's very clear, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, and then nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. So we, we need to be clear on this. This is what it's speaking about in chapter 15. When, when God takes Abram outside to count the stars. Also in verse 5, no, verse 6, then he believed in the Lord. Circle the word believe, because you and I should have a moment in time when we believed in the Lord. Abram believed God for this, that, and the other thing, and he was having conversations with God. But it says specifically here in verse 6 that he believed in the Lord. So I just think that's significant. It's a it's a time when 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 did you believe in the Lord? When did I believe in the Lord? This was Abram's time when it says specifically, then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned to him, it to him as righteousness. And then he goes on to say, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. Now Abram was if you think God can't use you, he can. He selected Abram who who is is um he was out of the, the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. This this group that lived there, they were believers in magic and sorcerers and not very good uh, place that they were in. It was a it was a but God knows the heart, right? He knows who are his. He and he reminds Abram, I pulled you out of that situation. I pulled you out of there. I saved you out of there. And so he's reminding him there. I am the Lord who brought you out of the of Ur, the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess it. This is why Abram's story is so great. Abram leaves with God, 
to a, to an unknown place solely on God's promise and God's word and and he's and he's following him out of his 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 comfort zone and he's getting out there and I just love it but he still wants proof because again Abram is in a state of depression he's afraid his his faith is weak he's have he has some doubt so he asks God how may I know that I will possess the land and and have an heir and so back in the ancient Middle East days they would sign a covenant with animal blood and they would cut the animals in half and lay the pieces on on each side and then the two people that were entering into the contract into the covenant would walk the bloody land and this is how they would sign their contract so this is how God is signing a contract with with Abram and he doesn't question why do you want me to get those animals Abram knew it was their custom and so he went and got the animals that God asked for and he cuts them in half except the birds but God waits a time he waits a time because the sun, uh, because there's birds of prey coming down to eat the carcasses. And so God, sometimes he doesn't come right down and do what he's going to do. Sometimes we just got to wait on him. And then he, when the sun is going down, he puts Abram in a deep sleep. And he tells him about the, what's going to happen to the to the descendants. He tells them about the, that they will be oppressed and enslaved. He doesn't say Egypt, but obviously they, they're they're slaves in Egypt, and then that story continues in the Exodus, and we'll get into that at a later time. But he, he lets him know beforehand this is going to happen. Not only am I going to give you a child, but this is going to happen to them for four generations, 400 years. But not to you, Abram. You're going you're gonna to live a good long life, and you shall go to your fathers in peace. But imagine Abram having to know this for the rest of his life, knowing that one day all his people were going to be enslaved and oppressed in another land. He, he, I'm sure he told Isaac, the, and, and you, I'm sure everybody knew about this future uh, terrible thing that was going to happen to them. And then in verse 17, the sun sets, and it's very dark. Pause now. Usually this is what I was saying. Usually at this point you can see all the stars. But no, God shows Abram the stars before the sun goes down, before it sets. And behold, God doesn't walk the bloody land of the animals. And he doesn't, even, he doesn't require Abram to walk with him. God takes this whole entire responsibility onto himself. He signs the contract, the covenant by himself. But he appears as a smoking oven and a flaming torch, which passes between these pieces. And that's a foreshadowing of... I believe from when the Holy Spirit leads the uh, Israelites out of the land of Egypt, out of their oppression and slavery, he leads them out by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. This is what, this is what I'm seeing here. You could uh, disagree, but he doesn't walk he appears as a smoking oven and a flaming torch which pass between these pieces between the animal pieces between the, the the blood that was on the ground 
And again, he does this by himself. This is the covenant that he makes with Abram. Abram doesn't have to put anything on himself because again, we're human. We're, we're never going to get it right. So God signs this covenant on his own and takes this all on to himself. And then he makes this, uh, this statement, this promise, this, this covenant. He says, on the day, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to your descendants, I have given this land. And he goes on to name all the land that is given to Abram at this point through this covenant, through this um, animal sacrifice, blood covenant. And then later on, when Jesus dies on the cross, that is, I believe, the fulfillment of God's covenant, covenant, covenant to Abraham, uh, saving us from a sin and judgment. So the cross, the blood of Jesus, which soaked the ground of Calvary, at, when at, at his crucifixion was the ful fulfillment of God's covenant here with Abraham. But during the signing, this is promised to the carnal seed of Abraham, to the promised son, and his name is Isaac. And then from Isaac com comes Jacob, who is later on named Israel. So the land, this promise that, that God, the covenant here is for them to possess, for Abram's seed, Isaac, that comes forth from him, that they are being promised this land. But again, also he, he lets them know they're, all, they're going to be enslaved first. Then he's going to bring them into the land and they are going to possess the land. So the seed of the promise. I can't remember because I had to pause and start over um, with this this message. So I don't know. I believe I did read in, in Romans chapter 9 verses 6 through 8 I believe where he makes this 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 promise and and he and God explains that it is not all Israel who are descended from Israel and not all nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants again it is whoever believes in Jesus Christ through faith this is where the seed of the promise stems from God made a promise to Abraham that his into his spiritual seed we are the one of the the stars being counted in this in this chapter such a beautiful promise because it's not just promise to the to the descendants from abraham jesus christ is the seed of the promise the children of the promise are not born of blood but of god that's that's just significant and we must remember that i want to read in galatians really quick let's go to galatians chapter 3 verses 14. Uh, i don't know if i will read more than 14. 
uh, verse 6 in Galatians 3, this is coming from oh, the chapter we just read. Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And then in 7, therefore, be sure that it is those who, who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. We have to believe in faith. Abraham believed in faith of the promised Messiah that would come from the descendant of Abram through the through faith but also remember Mary is a descendant of Abraham from Genesis 3:15 the seed of the woman has deep enmity with the seed of the serpent the seed of the woman goes from Mary or Eve all the way to Mary to the virgin birth of Mary and then Mary is of course the descendant from Abraham and but she believed in faith in the Son of God so she is also part of the the children of the promise it's all it all just ties in and it'll become as we read further on I'll try to get more explained in there the bible is so broad the word of god is so broad that a lot can be missed that's why we have to continue reading because even as i read more in in hebrews as i am in the book of hebrews it talks more about king melchizedek and i'm like wow i could have read that in chapter 14. so so much can be missed if we just don't read and, and hear and, and listen to what God's message is in, in its entirety because there's so much information, so much. But faith brings righteousness. Now, going back to verse 14 in Galatians 3, in order that in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles as everybody else so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith we must have faith I'm not going to read uh, as I thought I was going to read from chapter 17 in Genesis there was one verse in there I, I, I wrote it down I guess I can just read it from off my page as for me behold my covenant is with you and you will be the father of a multitude of nations this God doesn't say a nation but a multitude of nations is the promise we are the as as Abram couldn't count the stars in the sky in the daylight we are one 2,000 plus years from then from when this took place with Abram through the blood sacrifice of animal sacrifice and during the signing of the covenant so Abram so Abram why because Abram he God showed Abraham in person because Abram had asked he had asked what how can I be sure I'm going to possess it and so God through his grace and mercy and loving kindness showed Abram came down and showed him and signed the covenant I just 
I just think that is just so loving of our God to have done that for Abram. So the seed of the promise is Jesus. We receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We receive the promise from the seed of the promise, Jesus, through faith. Jesus is the seed of the promise, and we believe through faith. And then we are considered spiritual descendants of Abraham. And through this signature, or this signing of the blood, the, God walking through the, the, uh, the bloody ground, signing the covenant for Abraham as a, uh, he comes down as a, I'm sorry, as a smoking oven and a flaming torch as he passed between these pieces. And what else did I want to say here? I wrote down some other stuff here. Um, Isaac is the promised son that comes from Abraham. He's in the, the carnal, the, the, the flesh from Abraham. And then the land is promised to Abraham's descendants. Those born of the flesh that get this land. God signs the covenant and promise because, again, Abraham, Abraham had asked him how this would come to be. So he does this out of his mercy and grace and loving kindness. I want to also read here from this other little book that I have. It says, The blood of Jesus, which soaked the ground of Calvary, was the fulfillment of God's covenant with Abraham, saying, saving us from sin and judgment. So we can trust the covenants and the promises of God. That's why we have to read them. There was that covenant with uh, Noah after he flooded the earth, and he said he would never, no longer, flood the earth. And he and he puts the sign in the in the sky of uh, the rainbow, so we could remember that he would never flood the earth again. He um, he also. Gosh, there was a lot of other co covenants before this one. Uh, I can't think of him right at this very moment, but God made a lot of covenants with the people of Israel during, during his time uh, when he was, especially when he was with uh, Abe, well, he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, and then he walks with Abraham. And then later on, when we read about the Exodus, we'll, we'll hear that he appears and, and walks. And it, Moses is able to sit with God. Uh, the, uh, God is really showing up in all of these. God, God often makes his promises um, visible in a memorial, in a memorable way, too. Uh, I was just, um, just to come into my thoughts a little bit. We can also be weak in our faith and afraid and, and want proof. And God is gracious and he shows us. Not He doesn't come down and walk bloody ground. He doesn't from animals being slaughtered and cut in two. He doesn't have to do that anymore because Jesus is the fulfillment of the covenant. And the blood, the bloody ground from the animals was a foreshadow of what was going to take place from his promised Messiah, that those that believeth in him will have everlasting life. 
We have to have faith in him and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved, in order to go and live with him for all eternity, and not only live with him in eternity, but live with him here in the here and now. It's so, so important. And and, and it's nice to hear that, you know, the, the great patriarch, Abram, he had fear, he had doubt, he was weak in faith. So we can, we can feel better about ourselves and our, our circumstances and our situations when we become weak in faith. When, when we have no faith, God remains faithful. Just the other day, I was, I was um, at the, the pharmacy and she asked me if I wanted to pay with my card that I have on file or pay in a different way. And I said, I'll pay with cash. Well, the gal didn't hear me and she put it on my card and it was some random like 66 cents for this prescription. I have really good insurance for prescriptions. Anyway, she put it on my card and I said, okay, that's fine. As I left, I said, you know, I'm going to give you all the glory, God. I don't know what you just did there, but I, I'm going to be in amaze. I'm going to be amazed of what just happened here. So I was going to go to Dairy Queen and purchase a box of goodies for my husband who loves sweets. And I had a, I had a $50 bill. <laughs> But I also had some smaller change and I didn't want to use the $50 bill. But if I had to use it, I would have. But this is how great God works in my life. And this is you know, a blessing from God. And I had already given him all the glory because I didn't understand why the gal hadn't heard me on putting this money on my card. So I get to uh, the Dairy Queen and he says, well, that will be. $18 and some change. I can't remember. But I had exactly three fives and three ones and some change. Had I given the 66 cents to pay for my prescription, I would have had to use the $50 bill. And so I was just like, Lord, you are just so amazingly awesome. You knew that I, you knew what I already had in my heart and I wanted to save that 50 for something else. So I had another plan for that money. And can you imagine my joy and excitement? And, and, and it, this was a small little token, but proof nonetheless that God is with me. He already sees what's going to take place in my future. He already knew the money I needed, the change I needed even to to make this purchase with cash later on just five minutes later god is just he works in our lives just like this he doesn't have to show us these proofs that he's with us but he does and these are blessings so many blessings he continues to bless his children to this very day we are the children of the promise we are children of the promise so he he gave Abraham a visible sign by signing that covenant in the blood of the blood of the animals. And then later on, this is a foreshadowing of the blood of Jesus, which would one day be shed upon the cross for you and I, so our sins could be forgiven. 
So we could be included in the children of God. I'm telling you, God's story is just amazing. We start connecting the dots as we read scripture. And again, it is so broad that I can't in my my tiny little mind be able to give you all the information that I could for this particular chapter. And I probably fumbled my words, but I hope that you get that we are the children of the promise and that Abraham's descendants, it's a, we're, we're his spiritual descendants and we don't have to be born directly from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But we can add our names to that. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you and me. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for he is good. The next chapter starts talking about Sarai and Hagar. And um, we'll be able to see the continuation of an angel of the Lord um, and the promised son Isaac comes into um, does he come into this next story I do I'm not sure I think just Ishmael is the one born to uh, Sarai's Egyptian slave Hagar and her, their story is in chapter 16. And then in 17, Abraham in the covenant of circumcision is when uh, he talks about the covenant of circumcision. And then in chapter 18, birth of Isaac promised finally takes a little while longer. <laughs> You're going to see even in the story of Sarai and Hagar. Even uh, I, I'm not going to get into it because that's a, that's 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 coming up next. I'm going <laughs> to, it's a cliffhanger <laughs> I'll, uh, to those that aren't familiar with the book of Genesis and those that are, well, I hope that I've opened up that you've heard something else from God today. That's always my, my goal in reading the Holy Bible one chapter at a time is that God can not only open your eyes and ears to something new, but to me also. Like today, when I was reading the, about the stars in the sky in the daylight, because it hadn't gotten dark yet. I hadn't seen that until today. I had read it, but had I, I hadn't seen it. So that's why it's important to get really involved in being present in these stories of God. Okay, all the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time, again, I want to apologize for any noise, for fumbling in my words. And I hope this message has blessed you and has made sense. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.